Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today we're talking about an update on 2017, a year in review, if you will, about transportation revolution, <laughs> gene editing, and head swapping. This is a milestone episode, Peter. It is. This is This is a very big milestone episode. Yeah, we're we're actually really excited cuz man, we've been doing this for actually tomorrow, tomorrow the 21st of December is our f- one year of the Future Break podcast. Just a Wow. <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about, but Yeah, that's crazy. Before we get into that, yep. uh, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Future Break is brought to you by Studio Sweden, a company that wants to change the way people see headphones. The Tray is their newest model for those with an active lifestyle while having impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones and well-balanced sound. With 9 plus hours of active battery life and 10 days of standby life, the Tray is the perfect companion for you at home or on the go. It is made out of sweat-proof material and has custom wingtips that stay comfortably in your ear no matter how you're moving. You'll never be caught off guard while wearing them, as they provide sound transparency, letting you listen to music and be aware of traffic and conversations near you. The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. The tray comes with a clip to keep your cords secure on your shirt and a genuine leather carrying case for your headphones to never get ruined in your bag again. You will get your own pair of headphones by using the discount code FUTURE, which will give you 15% off any purchase. Go to studiosweden.com and enter the code FUTURE at checkout. Well, here we are, Peter. Here we are. One year later. Indeed. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how to... <laughs> this... Okay. I was just thinking, like, how did we even get to this point, you know, with the future with the future break? Like, what even happened? How did we start? How did we start? How did we start? Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh, <laughs> well? In the year of our Lord, 2016, on December 21st, <laughs> Serge and Peter got together. No. Okay. Not quite like that, guys. Not quite. But... Uh, we had, but you know, we had some lunch, hey. lunchtime together, and Hand, what did we handle do? was not playing in the background. Yeah. We had lunch. Um, we started talking about just these random things, like Peter would read an article. Yeah, well, uh, just to quick clarify, we had lunch because we worked together. Yeah, yep. So, so we had uh, lunch, kind of a lot of times, just unscheduled, just pulled up a chair and and talked and. Uh, I think one day we just decided, hey, I think one, I think you were going to go to the store and get some like meats or something one day, and you're like, come with me. And I, and I said, and I said, grab your recorder, Peter. We're going to record a podcast. Yeah, today. it's even better than that. Right. It's totally even better than that. <laughs> okay, because we're going to go. I was going to go get some meats from a store, but I was. But you had said, hey, you should try. Oh, that's right. You should try um, 
well, it was it was like an Eastern European yeah, slash Russian right. meat store. That's right. So I was like, oh, totally, I'm totally down <laughs> for that, and uh, and yeah, so we did. So yeah, we went to the store, um, and then after the store, uh, if you actually listen to episode one, you can kind of hear the the, <laughs> the blinker and stuff. Yeah, we were in the car. <laughs> we were literally in the car. Which, by the way, we're still technically recording on that recorder. It's just yeah. now going directly from a soundboard into that recorder. It's a little bit more high high fidelity. Little, here. Little, little. <laughs> I tell you what, though, man, I, I still, man, you, you like in, in a pinch, I would do that again yeah. if we had to. So. And that's kind of how Future Break was actually born. And, um, you know, we've had a really, I would say, interesting run over the last the last year. Like, I, I mean, I remember that that those first couple of days, we were just so excited. Like, it just came together so quickly. Like, the, so fast. The logo, the website. Oh, my word. Everything. I mean, we... we we spent. I think the last, the first couple, uh, couple of weeks, we spent every lunch time together yep. working on Future Break. Working on Future Break, and um, we were. I mean, <laughs> we were so excited, and uh, yeah, we're so glad to still be here and still be doing this because, unfortunately, a lot of podcasts don't make it this far. Yeah, no. The the old adage used to be, uh, and maybe it's a little different now, but between the seventh and the tenth episode, mm-hmm. which. Maybe it would sometimes translate to the seventh or tenth week, depending on how many episodes the person's trying to put out. Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, we are now in episode thirty, which even seems even a little bit fitting. Um, and uh, I, I think, you know, one thing that we have to give a, I would say probably a, a shout out is to uh, Jeff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeff Umbro. Jeff Umbro. Um, from the Podglomerate Network, he's. And as you guys know, we talk about this in our intro, uh, we're part of the Podglomerate Network, but uh, I want to say that guy is is a is a podcast beast of a workhorse. I don't know how to describe him, but he's a podcast just, guru. Yeah, he just, he knows how to really try to get to exposure and stuff like that. And I, and I would say we would not have probably had the success we've had as far as the reach even without his help. Yeah. Plus, I mean, he, he provided a lot of really good constructive criticism and like i think there was even a time that you and i were were kind of thinking well should we ditch this should we ditch this yeah we we were thinking about pivoting at one point Uh, yeah pivoting like let's do something like more you know i don't know like a historical thing or something we were were talking about that and we talked to jeff and he kind of (laughs) kind of shook us a little bit and like no you guys have a really good thing going just tweak a few things and and I think um, he's helped make the show what it is today. So a huge shout out to to Jeff uh, and the Pod Podglomerate Network altogether. Yeah, completely so, agree. So I know there's going to be some amazing things coming out of that in the next year as well. Um, so we're excited to be a part of that whole that whole deal, and just we're so glad that you know um, that you get to listen to us and that we get to do this because this is this is a fun thing for us. Yeah, I would. Well, <laughs> I would say ultimately though. The the true thank you goes to you, the listener. Yeah. Uh, some of you maybe have listened all the way from the very beginning, or maybe you and there were in the original beginning. That's if you have been. That's yeah. We time, long man. time to stick with us. We really appreciate it. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy to think it's been a year since that happened. <laughs> a lot has changed this year. A lot it? of changes, especially even the stuff we originally talked about. So. Yeah, well, that's kind of the perfect lead into the to the podcast and what yes. we want to talk about today. 
is again, you know, everyone pretty much knows that technology is one of those things that it changes basically at lightning speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the, if there's one thing you can expect is is change. And so we took we took a good look at our episodes that we've done in the past and you know, we thought, hey, why don't we just provide a quick update on some of these things? Um there's been some movement, some 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 things were drastic, other things um not so much. <laughs> right. But it's it's still good to follow up on that and and so We'll kind of kick that off, Peter. You, I think you have CRISPR. CRISPR. By the way, this is still probably one of my favorite episodes, probably yeah. because I have a little bit of a an interest story in that. Yep. Very uh, episode number eight. Um, you want to go back and listen to that? But and this one has probably been one of the most downloaded episodes we've actually had, even on yep. the podcast as well. So here's the deal. Um, CRISPR. Just a quick overview again. CRISPR is a CRISPR Cas9 is a gene editing tool i'm going to say concept it's real yeah um and it allows people to basically swap out dna and replace it with other dna yeah that's 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 a probably that's a good overview of it good overview yep so the concept of this is as well at least the initial hope is wow so we could swap out people who were who were born with like genetic you know malfunctions or something like that and we can actually replace that even in adult life not to mention swap out the genes at birth Mm -hmm. to change the outcome of that child slash adult in the future from the from the very beginning um obviously there's a lot it's like okay so we're we're getting a lot more closer to playing god in this case yeah we're we're, we are playing god (laughs) in this case so uh so there's a lot of there's a lot of like feelings about that um and uh, so, anyways, that's that's what CRISPR is, and it's had some crazy things happen. With um, there were some lawsuits over who technically had the rights to CRISPR, technically, and then uh, who's going to start testing this? Well, all of a sudden, China started testing this, and now the most recent update that uh, is expected is probably they've asked for European consent to start test testing and i think they were granted that but now is when they're going to start asking for requests to start testing this in early 20 they're going to put their request in at least in early 2018 for the united states so wow okay that's a that's a pretty big update yeah so, so uh, we're going from the lab to literally well i think it's still going to be slightly lab right but yeah but you know i I guess what I mean by that is we're, we're going approaching from, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, like we're actually going to go test it on Lucy, you know, not not some kind of you know cluster of genes or whatever. It's going to be in a person, potentially, right? Potentially, at least both for movie. Oh that. man, <laughs> we're getting. <clears throat> I feel like okay. I, I, I'm going to make a prediction here. I feel like in 2018 there will be some massive movement in CRISPR. Like, okay, I here's what I think. This this goes back to honestly. There's a we probably we probably should highlight this podcast. We we probably listen to it sporadically ourselves, but the exponential wisdom with Dan Sullivan and uh, Peter Diamandis. Anyways, those guys have predicted that you know if you can keep your health in the next ten years, it's going to be a really bright future for the health world. Oh yeah, and I actually think that 
CRISPR is a huge portion of that. Yeah. If if it kind of pans out to what we think it will be, at least. So. Yeah. Right? I mean, hey, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, as they say, a new level of... A new level of immune, a new devil of uh, disease. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. We here. Here, I think that's the thing. Is like we we just don't know. We don't know what we, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. We don't at this know. Point. What we don't know. And once we start getting dirty with with CRISPR and, and you know modifying humans and stuff like that, you can pretty much expect there there to be some consequences. All right. Well, speaking of modifying humans, yeah, perfect tie in here. Speaking of swapping, uh, <laughs> <laughs> swapping things, we had oh, this is okay. This is one that I, I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> this podcast. Um, this is a weird one, man. I'm gonna be this, honest. This one was weird. This was definitely like just <laughs> probably I didn't realize all the stuff that happened beforehand. <laughs> like, okay, you got to tell what it is. Yeah. So ahead. this one is episode 16. It's called "Heading in the Right Direction." <laughs> If you know me, I love puns. And so uh, this one was actually about the a group of doctors that are working on a head transplant. Yep, oh my you God. heard that right. Head transplant. Switching heads. So the goal of this, the idea is we're going to take a um, take a guy. I think started off with a guy from Russia that has um, a, some kind of muscular degenerative degenerative disease yeah so basically his his body's rotting from you know not being able to use his muscles but his head is intact and he's a brilliant guy all this stuff and they were going to take his head and put it on a donor's body so (laughs) okay um yeah that guy dropped out um don't know exactly the details of that but um, they have not stopped pursuing this. And kind of the update that we have is earlier in November of this year, um, the the first human head transplant was successfully performed on corpses. So two dead bodies. And they, for a testing purpose, they transplanted the head of from one to the other. So Dead material, dead, you know, no, no living organisms. Um, but they did it. So this is a, like a proof of concept. Like this, this can potentially work. <laughs> if you see Peter right now, he's kind of cringing. Okay. Yeah, the, the thought, yeah, it could potentially work. Either way, uh, it's, th- it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy update. I'll say that. But the thing, crazy story. Let's try. Let's oh, yeah. Right. This, is, this is, is bizarre. Like I mean, this bizarre, is bizarre, bizarre to the to the extreme here. Right. So with my wife being in surgery, mm-hmm. nurse, like I talked to the surgeon about, a surgeon about this. Okay. A, yeah, I'm kidding. A spinal surgeon. Yeah. And like that's his concern. He's just like, there's, there's, we've never been able to fuse the spine. Yeah. Spinal nerves, that is, and stuff like that. So... Anyways, yeah, um <laughs> this guy thinks he can do it somehow. So, yeah. Uh and obviously some level, some point theoretically we can, we will be able to do that. It's just like when does that happen? Yep. Uh okay. Um yeah, he I mean this 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 doctor uh, his name is Sergio Canavero. Um 
him and his team did this, and uh, he said the final step for the formal uh, of the formal head transplant for medical conditions is imminent. So it sounds to me like what they're planning on doing next is um, taking. It's it's kind of working through some of the details of that. Like how do we how do we make make sure that the living organism, the living head, gets fused properly and all that stuff. So right. I will make a prediction again. Okay. I predict that they will successfully do the transplant in 2018. Are you kidding me? Nope. Maybe I'm going to, I'm just going to be the contrary in this. Okay. I'm going to predict it's going to mess up. He's going to walk out and they're going to rest him on the spot. <laughs> that's a, that's a very interesting uh, side of things too. I, yeah. I mean, at least it could be flipped on him is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. Um, it sounds like, I mean, they, they've made some progress. Like originally they said it was going to take 36 hours. They managed to do it in, in 18 hours, which is a pretty big decrease. Um, just, we've been dealing with cadavers here though. Remember that? Yeah, that's true. These are dead this people. Is true. This is true. So I don't know this one. I don't know why this one interests me. I think it's just, well, it's, it's, it's just I mean, so bizarre that it's just like, okay, you ha- you can't ignore this one. <laughs> Don't worry. The day it's happening, it'll be plastered across the news. You'll be yeah. able to see all about it. Yeah. So here's here's to uh future of swapping I don't heads. know, swapping heads, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, one of the ones that we just, I want to give an update on is something that we talked about with the right to repair of tractor ownership, which I believe was was the second episode. Number yep. two, yep. Yep. So uh Essentially, this is, and by the way, this goes beyond tractors, and this is kind of the update. The situation was farmers could not repair their combines and tractors at the time, in a sense, legally, because John Deere had required that they have to have a actual service technician come out and service their tractors, um, partly because tractors and let's just be honest, auto automobiles in general have become more software than necessarily hardware, if you will. Well, they've become hardware, but they've I think they've become really like the hardware really and the software technology has just increased right, increased dramatically. Yeah. Which, by the way, the whole GPS thing about like vehicles and self-driving vehicles. That kind of came slightly from the tractor industry where they had self-driving tractors. Yep. So, um, in other words, you'd get in trouble if you started to repair your own tractor. Well, for those of you that maybe to help explain why this is kind of this is a big deal is number one, we're dealing with farmers. We're not dealing with an urban city where everybody's congregated together. Farmers are across massive land masses in rural areas so what's how many technicians are there for all those farmers anyways if one breaks down one's got to drive all the way over there i mean downtime is a big issue especially in the fall when it comes to harvest time if your tractor is or combine is down that's money that you're losing potentially potentially every moment you 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 take advantage of every moment you can to harvest as much as you can to try to get yeah. everything done, right? So this is this would be kind of an issue, and so this has been essentially was taken up this concept of the right to repair. 
Now, this is interesting. Repair.org is kind of spearheading a fight for right to repair legislation, hmm. which actually, no joke, used to be called the digital right to repair Ooh. Or, or association that has now started to champion all these other causes as well. Most notably was the concept of being able to unlock your phone. That's right. Remember when jailbreaking was like the big thing to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe, was that illegal? Oh, yeah. And totally. and so they essentially at least made it allowable for um, uh, cell phone, basically uh, cell phone sellers, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Repur- yep. Repurposing a cell phone type thing. Yeah. So... Anyways, those people essentially are now a part of this cause as well to help champion the agriculture right to repair. And uh, in a weird way, we actually had a... We have a lot of neighboring states of where we are here in the Midwest that are really dealing with the agriculture side of right to repair right now. Um, We had a actual proposal put out for right to repair in our state of south dakota did we really but john deere as they would say and the other lobbyists did never allow it to see the light of day <laughs> Gosh. So, oh. but our neighbors in iowa and our neighbors in minnesota are working on that right now so. you know what's interesting to me about that is just the whole concept of like you spend so much i mean these these combines these tractors are they're 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 not cheap no Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. thousands I mean, brand new combine is probably a quarter of a million dollars. Um, But I guess we should probably quick clarify. And this expects a lot of people in agriculture, but the other side of this is just the concept of, well, what about... I mean, the concept of where the self-driving and automation and all this came from kind of the tractor world a little bit. And now cars are going to maybe end up with this struggle as well, the mm. right to repair the car, right? That's a good idea, or a good point. Because Volkswagen, um, I think, was one of the ones at the time was yeah. fighting this as well. I mean, honestly, like, I, would, I wouldn't, I would if I had a electric car, I probably wouldn't touch it. I I just don't know anything about it. I mean, with a, right. gas, a gas car, uh, we, um, <laughs> my dad and I, we replaced the starter or the alternator in my, in my Honda CRV a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? I mean, we just figured it out because you just go online and you, <laughs> you you buy the parts and boom, a few hours later it's done. But with this, it's so technical. It's so, I mean, I think part of it too is, wasn't it like there's trade secrets and stuff like that that they don't want people to, to know about? Was that part of it? Yeah. Like I the, mean, I, I don't I deny it though. I mean, if it's trade secrets, it's a way they can make more money. Yeah. Like there's, there's I'm not saying proprietary stuff in there that... They can have people mess with. Let, let the market decide. That's what I say. Let the market decide. Yeah, yeah. I this one. This one's interesting. This was this one definitely to, to keep uh, keep our eye on for the next year because you bring up a good point of of electric cars and we're hearing more and more about those things and um more automakers are jumping in and kind of this could help set a precedent of what happens with with those with electric cars as well. All right. Yeah. Good update on that one, Peter. Speaking of losing my... <laughs> I don't know. What these do. these segues are just, just perfect today. Speak, speaking of losing something that is now whatever. Okay. Yeah. You go. So you guys may have remembered our, our Equifax episode, um, and that was actually episode 
Um, pulling it up here. That was number 24. Um, Equifax had a massive, like we can't even <laughs> understate this. If you're, a massive. If you're an adult in the U.S., you basically been, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've been, been hacked. <laughs> I can't stop laughing See? about this. See, folks, this uh, is what I deal with here. Peter. This is, and I'm <laughs> months sorry. later. I'm sorry. You know, I really, if there's anybody listening that's truly been like screwed because of this, I'm so sorry. But just on a massive scale, I really mean that. Because it's, identity theft is not cool. It's just not. It really isn't. But I am just. I, not just, cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. This whole is so, <laughs> it's so, it's so wonky. And, and like the sheer scale of it on one note is just unbelievable that I have to laugh about it. Is it it's like, it's like if you're an adult in the United States. Above, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. If you've applied for any credit in your life, <laughs> it's just it's just assume assume that assume the information is out there. Yeah, you should have. We probably should have been assuming it was anyway. Oh yeah, right? totally, totally. So this is just a reinforcement of like, yeah, you need to do this. Okay. So the quick, are you done here, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> the quick wait, update on wait, that. What was the number? A hundred. 150 million. <laughs> That's more than half the population. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your okay. dog's credits report was also okay. stolen. So yeah. Um, no the the update we have here is is um, Equifax is now getting hit with a rare 50 state class action lawsuit um, against the breach and against basically the, the damage. Um that it caused to all these people. So again, a class action lawsuit is basically a couple people getting together and pooling like, Hey, we're going to sue this company because, you know, we got sick or something like that. We had the same symptoms. I read a lot of John Grisham. So that's kind of how I know this stuff. (laughs) Um, But basically a class action lawsuit is anyone can join to that. Or if you've been affected, you can join. And so, I think this is this one's a little bit different. This one is like the states are actually suing, but um, needless to say, Equifax is in deep trouble, <laughs> and rightfully so, I think. You know, I, I we're normally champions of like you know free enterprise and all that stuff, but for the love, <laughs> this this was this was incompetence like you would never believe. Well, I was going to say, well, I suppose <laughs> this is true. You're saying like the actual states are suing. It's because the states can't waive the, waive their rights to get the free credit protection after a year that was like a yeah. So was some a bonus. Yeah. yeah, some of that stuff is starting to expire. So if you've had some of your some of you guys maybe have had that set up on your end, double check that because some a lot a lot of that stuff is starting to expire now, and you might have to pay for it. Um, but uh. Maybe, and so, okay, just the sheer level of, like, this rattled some cages, I think. This made some companies, like, kind of sit up and start paying attention to cybersecurity. And unfortunately, I think this had to happen to do that. Ah. Right? You don't... <sighs> the doors got to get knocked down before, exactly. the, before, the, exactly. before the right defenses get put up. Yep. 
Um, Interesting. And so some companies are like, okay, we definitely don't want to be in the news. We definitely don't want, oh, man. you know, our our share prices to devalue and all that stuff. Oh, man. And so I believe that, again, it had to happen in order for other companies to start really paying attention about this stuff. But this is not done yet. This, this is, uh, I think we're going to see just the beginning of all this litigation and all this stuff that's going to deal with it. Um, I think we talked about this in the episode, the CEO resigned. Yep. Um, so he's done. Well, I probably would. And there's some, go- I mean, there was definitely some golden parachutes there. Like <laughs> people got like all these retirement bonuses, you know, of millions of dollars. And, and they're the ones that are basically responsible for this. I mean, okay, they- I'm, I'm going to quick push a bit. I don't know. I don't think that's actually a bad thing. Like I don't, this guy didn't try to make the hack happen. It's not like he hasn't hadn't worked there before. Like okay, all right. Like let's just because we're always like, oh my goodness, they're coming out with bonuses and, and millions. It's like okay, was I mean I think we're so jump, quick to jump to like, hey, we gotta slam these dudes, and it's like okay, that's fair, yeah. But once again, to your point, it had to happen, right? So somebody was gonna it had to happen for this to people to like start taking this seriously, right? Sadly, very sadly, the. The second part about that is like all those guys, except the ones that were like, to- the one where like they dumped their stock or sold their stock. Mm-hmm. Those I'm a little bit less like. Okay, that's that's clearly some not so good stuff yeah. going on there. I- but there's guys who just were working and like, oh my goodness, this happened. Sure, I'm you know quite frankly, it's probably a good idea that I step down just for even for optics. You know. I don't okay, know. Okay, I, I, I to I'm some just... point I agree with you, Peter. At some point, like, you know, I I I don't care. You get a bonus, good for you, man. Like, fifty million dollar <laughs> bonus, good for you. You've done something right. Um, I think the timing of that just was not appropriate. So, okay. So should you gotten it? You should have gotten a year later. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> for the love, like people. He, they were in charge of these departments that had their their mission their their whole purpose of existing was identity or it was cybersecurity right i mean for you, the most yeah ironically this is way, this yeah. is this is the problem i have is like you were literally the the buck stopped with you literally with you and i mean if you're not always thinking of ways to protect ways to innovate in that in that part especially when you're dealing with so much like personal data yeah man i don't know if you deserve that 50 million dollar or whatever it was i'm just throwing a number well i will out say there. yeah i th- i think your point of the timing of like oh we just had a breach and we got a bonus yeah. that does seem a little bit probably like right? okay that, that kind of rubs people we, the wrong way we might need to save this bonus for the lawsuit that's about to happen in our life but uh so I, I, I guess I do agree with that. I just feel like so, some of this was like, it was, okay, technically, security thing is like something that is like, we've now taken to a whole new level of understanding, yeah, right? totally. So maybe it wouldn't have been Equifax. Maybe it have been a different company. Sadly, in some ways, this may, be, I don't want to say it had to happen, but like to your point, it's made people aware of their security. Yeah, like, exactly, like. I, I Some wish of those it, people had no control over what happened. Right. I wish it didn't happen, but in in a way, it, it had to almost happen to start the conversation to another level. And to be fair, like Equifax is not the only one that does 
you know, the, the massive bonuses, the golden parachute. Like, yeah, I remember true. Wells Fargo when they had their whole scandal. Like, same oh. same thing happened. Same thing happened. People people got canned and they had millions of dollars in, in bonuses. By the way, every Wells Fargo, at least former employee, because I used to work for Wells Fargo. So did I. That I've ever talked to, would, would I'll say. We were not surprised at all oh, by, yeah. the, by the opening of oh, yeah. millions of fake accounts. Doesn't even phase us. Doesn't surprise us at all. Which is actually probably a sad sign of the culture, to be honest. But yeah, okay. Sorry, I don't want to. No, derail that, this. that was that was the update. So uh, keep your eyes on Equifax in 2018. Probably we'll hear more about the lawsuit. Um, I don't know. Maybe there will be a payout. Well, as long as you didn't sign up for their identity theft protection and waive your rights for the lawsuits. Lawsuits, yeah. Right, right. That was, okay. That I'm pretty ticked about, for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, boring. <laughs> am I, Let's am I get boring? off that boring Am I boring topic. you, Peter, here? Boring. <laughs> oh, Elon. Oh. In, in some ways, I like... We should insert the word, you know, Elon or Tesla or something in our podcast Boring. because yeah. it's a future, future break Elon podcast or something because like, we we talk about him all the time a lot. Yeah, um, we had an episode. Um, this is episode number eighteen called "Going Underground." Um, we were discussing uh, the boring company. So this is Elon's. <laughs> This, I love how the, the story, it just started off as a joke on Twitter. You know, he's like, I'm going to start a company that digs tunnels underground. It's going to be called The Boring Company. Like boring, B-O-R-I-N-G, like the, you know, where you bore underground. Right. Anyways, right. Uh, so he did that. And <laughs> just, I love this. So his brilliant idea. Uh he decided to sell hats. So the, <laughs> the boring company sells hats called, and it just says the boring company on them. They're just black hats. Really? Yep. And what he wants to do. That's a pretty horrible update. There, well, listen, listen. Okay. They're, I'm kidding. But... He's kind of like, I think he's just toying with people. I think so. I think he's just like messing with people because what he wanted to do is is uh, <laughs> set up a what he called a cap order. Um, basically, selling caps like hats um, to people for twenty dollars, okay, which would raise money for the company. So they've sold forty two company, yeah. They've sold 42,000 hats. So, meaning the company's raised to this point $840,000 in hat sales. What? <laughs> I told you this is. This is weird. He's just, he's just like a cat playing with a, you know, like a little toy. That's, that's, just... what, that's what he's doing. So. In, instead of doing like the whole, you know, we're going to do the angel investor right. and then the rounding, you know, the funding, series one, series two, all that stuff. We're talking about a boring <laughs> machine here. <laughs> we're talking about a boring machine. 
And he's raising money by selling hats. Selling hats. So Hope, cool. Okay. Cool. Well, whatever, right, Elon? Like whatever. that's that's cool. Huh. Okay. Um so that's that's one part of the update. The other part is um they're actually they're actually doing some serious I think they're doing some serious um work, laying <laughs> laying the groundwork, if you will, um for some actual like projects. Um so reported, uh, reportedly, they're <laughs> going to be start starting to dig a tunnel. This is funny. A twelve point four mile tunnel in Maryland next yeah. month. So starting in January. Um, and this could be the stage for the Baltimore to DC hyperloop. Um. They've also got a contractor. They're starting to they're they're bidding on a contract to dig a tunnel from O'Hare Airport in Chicago to yeah. downtown Chicago. They want to cut down the travel time to like twenty minutes. Yeah, and so they're they're bidding on that contract. Um, so on one side, it's like, well, we're selling hats to raise money. <laughs> on the other side, it's like, well, we're actually we're actually doing things you know interesting okay i mean it's pretty cool stuff yeah yeah i like how it's reportedly doing this with like pictures and in in a weird way yeah we'll link up it's like it's all underground we don't exactly have news crews underneath the ground like looking to see what's going on necessarily yeah totally but you know we'll we'll look up we'll uh, we'll post up the articles that we're kind of looking here but um I mean they they're doing stuff. I don't know. This this can this can be something to to be on the lookout for as well. Now, digging a tunnel and and getting all that stuff built and infrastructure-wise, it's not going to happen in one year. Um it just takes a long time. Right. You know, the digging part's the the one part of it. Then it's like we got to set up ventilation, we got to do this and that. Um so I I don't know. I I wouldn't count them out. I wouldn't count them out either. No. I'll tip. I'll tip my hat to Elon Musk though on this one. <laughs> Once we get the rockets figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll be okay. Well, here we'll be hearing more. I think from 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 these guys. They're also putting together a kind of a master plan of um, what could potentially be tunnels under LA. So. That's. I think that's. <laughs> that's his big thing. Is yes. like. You know, why don't we put together why why do, you know and, and this is really where he started kind of going off on like this this is this is dumb Tra- traffic in LA you sit so much time in it it, it it just wastes your life. Why don't we make something why don't we go underground and that's really kind of the genesis of his ideas and stuff so um so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple up, couple more updates here more for you. Um, we had an episode that uh, talked about Worldwide Developers Conference, which is the Apple's, like their big, um, just their big conference where they announce all the new off the yeah, software things like that. Uh, episode number nineteen, and iOS eleven came out. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Peter? On the 10? Oh, on the, on the iOS 11. iOS 11? Yeah. 
I sometimes have realized I'm probably the wrong guy to ask on this because I'm just an Apple fanboy. True. I mean, it would have to be really bad for me not to like it. Okay, so like even minor inconveniences, they don't they don't oh, bother you, right? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I because here's here's my thought process. Change is the only way forward. Yeah, is all change going to be good? No. Hopefully, you learn and you change it to make it better because you keep changing. Yeah, and I feel like this is uh, um, this is a part of that. So a change is the way for like I would say in many times the technology sphere that is that is important. So. Yeah. Well, and the reason I say this is unfortunately iOS 11 has been plagued with some pretty serious bugs and and really <laughs> kind of all even the Mac Mac software has been having some some pretty serious like eye-opening bugs and um, Phil Scheller is the mark, chief marketing officer at Apple, and he went on an interview recently, and he just said, um, we just had a really bad week. A couple things happened. That's that's all. The team is going to audit the systems and look carefully at the process and do some soul searching and do everything they can to keep this from happening again. So what really happened was yeah, with... Happened? Don't you remember the root, ver, root vul, vulnerability? I can't even say that. Root vulnerability um, issue on Mac. So basically you could, uh, there was a bug in there where anyone could log in with root access to your computer without having your username or password. There was a massive, like every Mac was affected by it. I remember this. Ah, it was, it was, it was like headline That's news. Horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, it's it's your computer. I mean, that's your, you know. There's companies that, but I have a fingerprint ID scanner on my Mac here. I know, but seriously, it happened, yeah, and okay. that was a bad week. And then iOS just had you know some really annoying bugs, like the, um, the eye bug. Did you did you ever come across that? Like when you type the word I instead of writing I, it would have, um, like a question mark and a bracket almost something like that oh really yeah <laughs> and it it's funny because it it uh even like places started playing on that because they saw that bug everywhere so like people would you know like post signs like at a oh. wendy's or something you know and, and be be funny or clever and they would have that bug funny. lay out there but um yeah so uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little as a I'm I'm also a fanboy, so I'm a little um this is not Apple, I guess, is what I want to say. Apple is like hyper sensitive about like they delay product because it's not ready. Like the home pods, they're delayed. That that new speaker, because it's just not ready. And I appreciate that. I would rather have a fully baked, really awesome product than wait. Like, here's a first gen crappy version, you know, while we work on the on the real one that we want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean these are well the I don't know about the eye bug, but the whole root vulnerability. That's not cool. Yeah. But I'm going to say this: I have the iPhone 10. Yeah. People have been saying a lot of like, oh, 
nasty bugs in that thing. Is there are there some bugs? Uh there's a few. But to me, and this is once again me, is at the end of the day, it depends on what you got the device for. So in my opinion, most people, when they have a camera, I mean, or a phone, they want to have a, ca- a camera slash they'll take video easily and have good battery and the ability to make phone calls. Right. And then everything else is just complete gravy. So you like in your 10? Everything I just said is fantastic on that machine. Yeah. Okay. So, and Face ID? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah? Works, I, I works just, well? I think Face ID is... Game changer? Is a game changer. Imagine this little convergence. Um, imagine like uh, the e-commerce world of Face ID, well, anything for that matter, contracts, whatever. E-commerce world of payment with Face ID attached to... Um, blockchain ledger i mean it's just gonna make yeah it's gonna make stuff happen so fast and that's fantastic you know it's funny i i i I agree i think i don't have a 10 yet but um i i think apple is a couple years ahead of ahead of its time or ahead of the uh competitors because the way they implement like facial recognition is so beyond what everyone else does. <clears throat> everyone looks at a t- 2D photo of you and like, there you go. But they have so many sensors. They have like infrared. You can wear glasses. It doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only going to get better. And they've actually secured some funding for the company that makes these some of these sensors. So they, they basically, what I read is they've bought out the competition <laughs> or prevented the competition from even getting any work done from this company. So like they are they're two 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 to three years ahead of everyone on on Face ID. And so when Apple has a head start, do you remember like the touch? We don't we don't even think about this now, but back in the day when the iPhone came out, like Apple was literally five years ahead of everyone when it came to the touch screen. I, I had like a droid, I remember, and that thing was so unresponsive. You touch it, you swipe it, like it just was not. It it was it was crappy. Right. Okay. So let's admit that we're we're Apple fanboys. Totally. Right. Okay. We completely. We, we wore the badge. We drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Totally drink Kool Aid. I would say, and as an Apple fanboy, the reason why I look to Apple for news in this technology world about stuff of what they're doing, is because I feel like Android's a mess. From a setup, uh, from a device, yeah. From a device perspective, I think it it is a mess in like, some cases. At the same, I'm gonna be very clear on this. There are some phones right now that are in the Android that are amazing. Oh yeah, fan. I mean, just amazing phones. They they actually have features I, I wish the iPhone had. I there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I agree with that. On. Yeah. the The problem is in my is my thinking is is we talk about these bugs here with Apple. And the reason why this is happening because it's Apple. Yeah. If these bugs happen with Android, huh. would anybody even think about it? Yeah, that's a good Probably point. not because there's there's bugs all over the place. Yeah. Every, not all Android devices are on the same 
version of uh, Android. Um, then they have to create different programs sometimes for different phones even. So, like... And carrier, like the updates, that the carriers have to approve the updates. And a lot of times, you know, iOS has a new update. You know, they release it literally a minute later. Not even a minute. You can just download it from your phone. Exactly. Android is not the same. No. Like, by far, it is not even close to the same ease right. of use so i i am this is why i feel like if we were having the same issue or even the root vulnerability if this was a if this is a windows thing yeah would we be surprised yeah no i don't think we would be at least we'd be like oh that's bad but yeah that's, i'm, I'm that's, just I see, I see your point okay I see your point can i yeah i think i have a point there totally totally and that's why i'm an apple fanboy Speaking of Apple fanboys, um, I started listening to a podcast. I want to just give that a shout out here. It's called Welcome to Macintosh. It's by Mark Bramhill. Amazing podcast. I, I really? love it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's like this guy just takes like really short, um, you know, 15 to 20 minute episodes. And he talks about just some of the really, um, really interesting hmm. stories of, of Apple. Like, for example, um, there is a story on... Uh, the rumors, the, like Apple rumors and all that stuff and how those started. And, um, you know, there's there's some stories about like the the App Store before it was the App Store. And just like if you're an a, a fanboy, definitely check out Welcome to Macintosh. But um, our final thing that we wanted to talk about. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and, I, I, probably quickly. Like we, we, we talked about this recently. Yeah. This was our last episode. This was the the Bitcoin episode. Bitcoin episode. Um, episode twenty nine. It's funny because I I texted. We were getting our show notes ready for last night, and I and I texted Peter. Um, I'm just going to read this. This is like the most 2017 text out there, I think. Um, and I said, "I'll leave the Bitcoin update to tomorrow morning." Smiley face. Never know what's going to happen overnight. Right. <laughs> okay. Some Bitcoin. Let's do a price check on there, Peter. Okay. You're going to pull that up. Bitcoin, as oh. you guys know. Yeah, it's right here. Okay. What do we have? Or at least what they say. Right now, as of right now, the price of one Bitcoin is $17,684.21. I think at the time of our recording, it was 12000 Yeah. Um, it actually peaked up to 19000 at one point. Um so this just tells you how volatile and how like unstable this this currency is. Um and I feel like it's going to get even more I don't know. Well, I love this top story 1 hour ago. Bitcoin cash deal is frozen as insider trading is probed. I yeah. I didn't even know that that was possible. Yeah. There's also it's be a little bit more difficult to hide that when it's based on the blockchain. Um, also, the f- not not funny, but kind of a a weird story. Like the day after we recorded the episode last week, there was an exchange that was actually hacked. And uh, just pulling this up, the Jeez. story here, um, that exchange in South Korea is actually going out of business now after being hacked. Um, they uh cyber thieves stole nearly a fifth of its clients' holdings in an attack. A fifth. Can you imagine like 
can you imagine like, oh, hey, I'm a I'm an investor. Let's give this Bitcoin thing a, a try. Let's give or cryptocurrency a shot. You buy, you buy it, you store it in one of these exchanges. And then, you know, you kind of like check your balance every minute because it goes up and down. And then one day you look, there's nothing there. Like you, you, you actually put physical money into, into that. And now it's not there. You don't make me feel good about this at all. I'm sorry, Peter. I just, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here, but I mean, that's horrible. That that's 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 what happened, and it's happened multiple times already. Like if this was the isolated case, yeah, like you'd kind of ignore that. But this has happened, and it's been happening, and that's what I'm telling you. The weakness is not in the actual Bitcoin itself, in the blockchain technology. It's in the exchanges. It's in the places where you can buy and trade um, these cryptocurrencies. Okay. And we were going to talk about, you had a meeting with, with a guy, right? That's um, I have a meeting today. Yeah. He's he's kind of investing into, looking little, to invest into. Little Bitcoin things. We, yeah. We even have a group that's going to essentially do an ICO here, actually, ironically, in our own city. ICO. Initial coin offering, right? Yes. Okay. Chimney oh, Christmas. <laughs> These terms just get invented every I week here, pretty much. Um, so, um, called Coin Lion. Anyways, I think it's, well, it's coming more closer to home, I guess, is what I'm realizing. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll know more later, but it's interesting to think about the fact that it's not the, Bitcoin is not the problem, it's the exchange that's the problem. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's like, horrible. Coin Lion, right? Like, this, this startup is, that's, I think that's what they're trying to solve is, like, having a reputable place where you can... Like an e-trade where you know, okay, my money's there. I know it's there. I, They have the security. They have the infrastructure to support, um, you know, me not getting hacked. And, and that's kind of what some of these startups like CoinLine and, and some of these other yeah. more reputable places. Um, <laughs> I mean, at one point, like you had to... We're not, we're not trying to pull an Equifax. Right, right. Uh, I was thinking at one point you had to, I mean, to buy a Bitcoin, you had to like go to the underground, basically. It was like that. It was not hard. It was not easy at all. And, no. And now it's just, Is it it's too, too easy. Now it's easy. And, and, and so, well, uh, we hope you guys liked this episode. We, again, we are so grateful to all of you that have like interacted with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we love getting listener mail. We, we got a really nice email last week about the uh, oh man about yeah. the trucker about the trucking podcast that we did. So Let keep them coming, early. guys. Seriously, keep them coming. We we'll give you all a shout out, and um, we are looking forward to 2018. We've got some awesome things that we want to do. Um, keep growing this audience. Keep growing the conversation. And and again, thanks for. Thanks for being loyal listeners. Indeed. Um, to wrap up, you, as always, you can find us on futurebreak.net. We are on Twitter at futurebreakpod and also on Facebook at futurebreak. Where else can you find us, Peter? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Future Break Podcasts, Spotify, um, and 
we want to also do another shout out here to um, there's also there's a lot of different platforms out there allowing you to listen to podcasts, but another one is Castbox. Yeah, we have uh, I, we appreciate this. We have a very uh, robust, decent, robust uh, <laughs> fan base on Castbox, um, and we highly recommend you check that out. Um, uh, it's a wonderful, cool app that allows you to listen to podcasts, but in a way, search through podcasts through kind of a transcription ability within each podcast. So, Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, and have a magical day. Cheers. We'll see you later.